verse 18 through 19. We've been on this week, uh, this journey of the Holy Spirit, week one. Uh, for those of you that were not with us, uh, week one, we looked at how the Holy Spirit, he, uh, how Jesus was ascending, but he was sending us uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, literally, uh, the advocate, someone to come alongside of us. And, and Jesus said, it's to my advantage, it's to your advantage that I go. And so the Holy Spirit, he comes alongside of us. He gives us an advantage. Last week, we looked at the, the origin story of the Holy Spirit, uh, the day of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit. What Jesus had talked about finally came to pass, and, and that was amazing. And this week, I, I want us to just, we're going we're to be talking about walking with the Spirit, uh, specifically spiritual gifts, and, and we're actually going to jump into other things as well with that. But Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 through 19, it says this, In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, to the tree, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. And so what I want you to notice is that the tree had leaves, but no fruit. Leaves, but no fruit. And so if you're taking notes this morning, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, figs and leaves. Figs and leaves. And I'm gonna, we're going to have worship at the end. And today we're actually going to have our, our directional team up here. And during worship, we're going to be able to, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you as well. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. But figs and leaves, let's pray one more time. Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you uh, that it is the foundation of everything we do. And so, God, I pray that you would help me to clearly and concisely articulate what your word has to say to us. Lord, we love you. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say amen. amen, amen. I don't know if this is just me, but um, I have this thing called food envy. You know, food envy, it's a thing when you go out with a group of people and you guys all order something and you order something that you think you want. And then they bring all the food out and, and you look at your plate and then you look at someone else's plate and you're like, man, I should have got that. I'm pretty sure I've never been to a restaurant where that has never happened to me. And, uh, and it just constant, it constantly happens. And so this, the, um, a couple weeks ago, we went uh, to dinner with a couple in Napa. And we went to this, uh, this, this Mexican restaurant, downtown Napa. And, uh, and I love, I love me some, um, oh, what is it called? What, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, it, it's like chocolate sauce. Mole. I love me some mole, man. I like it doesn't look too appetizing, but, but I, I love mole. And so I got, I got this, uh, I ordered this mole, uh, carne asada burrito. And I was like, oh, this will be so good. And my wife, she ordered uh, some shrimp tacos. And then the couple that we got, one of the couples didn't really eat anything. So I wasn't envious of of their meal, but then the other guy got like a burrito and it was half red, half green sauce on there. And uh, they brought our food, and I'm, I'm ready to, 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 I'm just so hungry, you know. They bring our food, and I look around, and I'm like, mine looks just like a pile of poop. 
<laughs> Everybody else says my wife had like seasoned prawns with her, her tacos. And the person in front of me had this beautiful just burrito with red and green sauce. And I, and I found myself just like, I should have ordered that. And I know better to not, do, to not ask my wife if I could have some of hers because some people share, others don't. <laughs> You're laughing because that's true, and you know, and that's probably you. <laughs> and I'm like, I- I'm hungry, and I want, I, want, I want some of everybody's, and I'm not going to ask the purse, the couples. And I'm tempted to ask my wife, but I'm, I, like, I'm scared of her a little bit. You know, and so like I'm eating my mole burrito and I find myself like just mad. Like, you know, and just while I'm eating it, I'm pretending it was what she was eating and what he was eating. And I found myself just becoming very like envious of other people's food. Now, here, here's the deal, because I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I am grateful for what I have. But, but what was in front of me, my mole burrito, this is important, like it was good. There was nothing bad about it. It was, it was very fulfilling once I ate it. But as long as I wasn't able, or excuse me, as long as I continued to look at someone else's food, I was never able to appreciate the food that I had. And so it is true with life, isn't it? That as long as I'm looking at my neighbor's life, I'll never appreciate what I have. As long as I'm looking at my, my neighbor's car, I'll never appreciate my car. Unless your car's better. Come on, somebody. And as long, <laughs> but as long as I have my eyes focused on someone else's whatever, it's hard for me to fully appreciate what I have. And we see this all throughout life, but I want to propose to you this morning that this can also take place within your faith. This can also take place within your faith journey. That there are moments and opportunities, if you were honest, where you looked at someone else and you said, man, I wish God used me like that person. Or I wish God was able, I wish I had those gifts. I wish I had that talent. I wish that God would elevate me to that position. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, and we become envious of what other people have. And how other people, excuse me, how God is using other people with their gifts and with their talents and their abilities. And the reason why I bring this up is because this is what we are about to see in a church called Corinth, a church located in Corinth. And, and the Apostle Paul, he, he writes this letter to the church in Corinth uh, about all kinds of things. This church is a little messed up. Come on. It's a little messed up, but, but one of the things that the Apostle Paul addresses in, in this church is he, he gets word that people are, are, are looking at other spiritual gifts that others have. And they become envious of those gifts. And so Paul, he, he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. He says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but they are all given to believers by the same spirit. There are different ways to serve, but they all come from the same Lord. There it is. 
There are different ways the Spirit works, but the same God is working in all these ways and in all these people. The Holy Spirit is given to each of us in in a special way that is for the good of all. So Paul gets word that there's a little bit of people like looking at other people's gifts, and he's like, hey, listen, there's three things you need to understand. The first thing he shares in verse 4, he says the Holy Spirit gives us all different gifts. He gives us all different spiritual gifts. Now, it's important to understand that a spiritual gift has nothing to do with your DNA traits. It has nothing to do with genetic traits, right? So it has nothing to do with with what your mom or your daddy had passed along to you. So for some of you, your, your parents are athletic, so now you are athletic. This is not what Paul is referring to as spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are God-given, and then we actually read in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, that not only are they God-given, but it's the Holy Spirit. He decides and distributes these gifts. And so, so here, so, so these, these uh, Paul, he's like, he's like the, that, that the Holy Spirit gives us different gifts, right? And so some of them, some of you guys, you have the gift of faith. Some of you, you have the gift of miracles. Some of you, you guys have the gift of wisdom. Some, there's a gift of healing. Some, there's, there's all these different gifts. And the Apostle Paul is letting us know, hey, there's different gifts. And then in verse 5, he says that uh, we all have, or excuse me, he, he says that uh, the Holy Spirit gives different ways to use these spiritual gifts. So not only do we all have different, uh, different spiritual gifts, but the Holy Spirit uses them in different ways. That like there's a different outlet that you have that I don't have to act to, to use the gifts that God, the spiritual gifts that God has given you, that the Holy Spirit has 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 decided to d- d- disperse to you. And then he says in verse uh, verse six, he says uh, verse four, different. Uh, the Holy Spirit has given us different spiritual gifts. Uh, verse 5, there's different ways to use these spiritual gifts. And then uh, verse 6, different ways the Holy Spirit works through these spiritual gifts. And so, so what Paul I- I is doing, he, he, he's, he, he's, there's this common thing that, that I see Paul weaving together, and, and, and it's this. He's letting us know that there is a diversity with the gifts. He's emphasizing there's diversity with, uh, with spiritual gifts. In fact, in fact, he goes on uh, and he starts in verse 12. He, he, becomes, he, he starts to let us know, after he lets us know that there's a diversity, that, that these gifts are all different, he, he, he then lets us know, starting in verse 12, he says that, uh, that all these gifts are needed. So not only are they different, but they're all needed. He actually likens, uh, he likens it to the human body. And he says, and you can look this up, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. He, he begins to say that, that in the same way that the human body is made up of many parts, so is the body of Christ. And, and, and then there's a part where he's like, if the whole body was an eye, how can the body hear? Like emphasizing this idea that your role, your gift is needed. That I can't just look at someone else's gift because my gift is needed for the body of Christ. 
And so, so, so the Apostle Paul, he, he's, he's, he's letting us know that there's a diversity. He's emphasizing there's a diversity of gifts. He's emphasizing that all gifts are needed. And then we get to verse 7. And he says this, the Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way that is for the good of all. In fact, in 1 Peter 4.10, Peter writes that each of you have received a gift to serve others. And it's this point that I, I want us to just kind of rally around this morning. This idea that the spiritual gifts that you have, that that. That different, that it being different is okay. Uh, for you to understand that your gift is needed, but also to understand your gift was there for a purpose. Your gift was there for a reason. And, and, and so we we see in the final thought of, of, of chapter 12. So chapter 12, verse 31. I believe we have this verse. If we don't, just trust me. <laughs> It says this, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. There we go. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. So, so Paul, he spends uh, majority, all of chapter 12, letting us know that, that all gifts that are different, right, He's letting us know that the gifts are needed, that your gifts are there to fulfill a purpose. And, and so, and then he ends it. He ends it with, I desire all of you, or excuse me, that, that you would all have the desire to have the most helpful spiritual gift. He's like, I implore you, I desire you to want to have a gift above all other gifts. To which we're like, awesome. And then he says this. He says, but there's even a better way of life. That is more so than just the spiritual gifts. In in, in other words, because I don't want to get this wrong. He says, we should all desire the most helpful gifts. But here is the best way to utilize your gifts. And then it gets us to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And here's what 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says. Verse 1. Suppose I speak in the language of human beings or of angels. If I don't have love, I am only a loud gong or a noisy cymbal. Suppose I have the gift of prophecy. Suppose I can understand all the secret things of God and know everything about him. And suppose I have enough faith to move mountains. If I don't have love, I am nothing at all. Suppose I give everything I have to the poor, and suppose I give myself over to the difficult life so I can brag. If I don't have love, I get nothing at all. And so Paul, he's letting this church know that gifts are important, but there's something that needs to partner with the gifts that makes it even more fruitful, that makes it even more beneficial. And so he's like, all of verse chapter 12, hey, gifts, gifts are important. Have the gifts. Desire the most gifts. But if I don't have this, there is no point in me having the gifts. 
In other words, how I interpret it is if I don't have character, I will never be able to sustain my gifts. If I don't know how to treat people, I'll be able to attract them, but I can't keep them. And so he's making this partnership of, yes, desire gifts, but even more so, I'm going to say it this way, desire fruit. John, what do you mean by fruit? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Excuse me. Because in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, verse 23, the same author that wrote Corinthians same author that's writing this. He says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. What is the first one? Love. Well, that's interesting because Paul said, like, if I could prophesy but I don't have love, there's no point. And so now Paul, he, he, he's letting us know, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. So he's letting us know that, that, that the Holy Spirit, this is what he wants to do in your life. That if the Holy Spirit is present in your life, if the Holy Spirit is present in my life, that there be, should be something that's being produced, something that is being seen from the Holy Spirit living inside. And it's not gifts, it's fruit. He said, uh, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And then we fast forward to verse 25. And he says, since we are living by the Spirit, let the Holy Spirit lead in every part of our lives. And so if the Holy Spirit lives in you, his characteristics should flow through you. And so now what, what Paul is writing in Galatians chapter 5, y'all, as he's saying that, that, um, that, 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 that the gifts are important, he, he's saying, but, but the characteristics, these fruits are the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit's characteristics should become my character. That when the Holy Spirit is living inside of me, his characteristics should become my character. That wherever I go, love should be present. Wherever I go, patience should be seeping from my veins, my pores. I guess veins too, but. <laughs> that that these, these things are important. Can I propose to you this morning that Paul is saying, that the evidence of the Holy Spirit living your, in your life is not defined by gifts, but is defined by fruit. That, that, that yes, the Holy Spirit, he, he gives us and he activates these gifts in our life. But it's the fruit, not the gifts, that are the characteristics of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. And so that leads me to our story that we read in Matthew chapter 21. And the band can come up. I told them that I would wait because I get distracted. So grateful for you guys. I really am. So are two people. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> and so, 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 so gifts, gifts are good, but fruit sustains. Gifts are good. I desire you. Man, if you got the gift of healing, that's amazing. But have fruit. Have the characteristics. And so this, this, leads, us, this leads us to, uh, to our opening verse, Matthew chapter 21. It's a story, it's a story of Jesus. He's, he's going from Bethany all the way back to Jerusalem. And the story says as he's traveling, Jesus is hungry. So he's walking, and, and it says that Jesus is hungry. And what it says next is very interesting, is that he sees a fig tree. He sees a fig tree with leaves. And so during this time period, like, like people in this time period, they would have understood that if there are leaves on the fig tree, then fruit should be present as well. And so, so the text uh, continues on that, that Jesus, he walks up to the fig tree with leaves and he notices that this tree has leaves but no fruit. And, uh, and what he does next is amazing. As he, he, it's, it says that he curses the fig tree. And he's not like, beep you, right? Like he's, it's not that cursing. He, he's basically, he's like, hey, fine. And then it says, it says that it withered, right? The tree withered. And I was reading this. And, and, and I want you to just, to just go with me real quick. Here, here are the leaves. The leaves are what caught Jesus' attention. Can I propose to you this morning that the leaves are the gifts, are spiritual gifts. Like people are attracted to the spiritual gifts. It was the leaves that caught Jesus' attention. But there was no fruit. And as I was reading this, I was thinking, I was thinking like, man, how, how many people on the outside of these four walls are walking around super hungry? They're walking around hungry for something. Like they're wandering, needing something, wanting some, something to fulfill their, their, their emptiness. They've tried it all. And what I'm afraid of is that if we are not careful, we will have people who are hungry that will come and see a church, not just Discovery, but the church in general, that will come and see a church, a big C church, of people that have leaves but no fruit. And I wonder why it is the most meanest people in the world are people that have gifts but no fruit. I wonder why the most rudest people at the restaurant are those that say grace right before they get their food. And so my, my, my challenge to us this morning is that we would be a people we would be a fig tree that has leaves that operate in gifts, but we have fruit to sustain it. That we're operating in the gifts 
that God has given us, but there is fruit to sustain it, that there is character to sustain it, that there is character to, to, to be able to, to, to walk in love, to walk in patience, to walk in kindness, to walk in self-control, so that when your friends, your family come, they're, they're, they're drawn to something in you, but they also see the character that comes alongside, alongside of it. And so this morning, my heart for each and every one of us is that we would produce fruits of the Spirit in our lives. That we would be known by our fruits more than our gifts that we would be known by our character more than the gifts. Amen, somebody?